1: okay so now you've gotten to the point in this process where your service member has left that hive emotions is now subsiding and you're looking down at your calendar for the next six, nine, 12 months, possibly more. And you've decided to start your countdown. Um, Just a personal tip. I give myself 24 hours every deployment to just be sad and wallow. Uh, And then day one of the deployment, which is the day after, right, the 24 hours after um, we start getting down to business, we start doing life, we start, you know, just kind of Cranking away at the time that we have until they get back to support us. Now, that shouldn't mean that you're spending that time idly or just sort of surviving through the deployment. Deployments can actually be a really rich opportunity to invest in yourself. Um, you want to definitely try to maintain lines of communication with your service member and, if possible, try to do some self work together. I know that sounds weird, but it's possible. Um, but more than anything, my biggest tip is to use this time to develop some practices for you. You have uninterrupted time. Granted, you're going to have littles running around potentially, or you'll still be working, or you might even be PCSing in the midst of a deployment. Um, and there will obviously be tons of external stressful events and occurrences that you will have plenty of opportunity to practice um, some of these some of these skills, some of this... Um, Self discovery. Um, But here are some tips that I have for you, and they're based in order again in your triad, your center of intelligence. So we're going to be talking about, again, the body centers. Those are your eight, nines, and one. You're going to be talking about the heart center, your twos, threes, and fours. And we're going to be talking about the head center, the five, six, and seven. So, how are we going to practice? How are we going to grow during deployment? We're going to implement three different practices. They are the practice of silence, solitude, and stillness. Okay, so let's jump right in. We're going to start with the body triad. So your body triad are your eight, your challenger types, your nine, your peacemaker types, and your one, your reformer or perfectionist type. You guys are in the body triad. So Essentially, you are used to basing your value on your actions, the things that you can do. So your practice, your challenge during this time is actually going to be stillness. So try to withhold from doing. All right. So what does that look like for each type? We're going to go with the eight. Your practice of being still is going to help uncover that you are loved and you are valuable and you are important even when you're not strong. So think about that if you're not able to exert or exhibit strength or protect people or challenge people or be assertive in the moment that you're using this practice where you are still um, you are recognizing that deep down you're not you're not acting right you're not doing anything but you are still loved and you are still valued so that's your challenge all right for the type nines You guys are used to acting in order to bring harmony to your situation. It's diffusing conflict. It's um, making sure that everyone is happy and everyone's getting along. Um, In your practice of stillness, of not bringing your harmony to a situation, you're going to realize that you're loved even when your desires may introduce conflict, right? Okay. Okay. Type 1s, the reformers, you guys are going to be practicing stillness by not perfecting things, not doing the right thing, right? Not uh, making sure your environment is orderly or the people around you are orderly. You're going to take a moment and you're going to be still and then you're going to realize that even if you are disordered, even if your environment is disordered, if you've got dishes in your sink, right? Even if those things are happening around you, And maybe you feel like you're not doing the right thing, you're going to be still and you're going to recognize that you're still loved and important, even though, okay, moving on, we're going to talk about the heart types. So you guys, you twos, you helpers, the achievers type three, and your romantic um, or individualist type four, you guys are all in the heart triad, meaning you're heart forward, you lead with feelings. You're also the types that base your value on what other people think of you. Okay. In very different ways, but still you're all kind of oriented around what others think. So your practice is actually going to be the practice of solitude by removing yourself from others. This is going to sound a little counterintuitive, but bear with me. Cause I know during deployments, you're already feeling kind of isolated and out there on your own, right? And you're, everyone's telling you, reach out. You need to have connections. You need to have community. You need to have your people, um, which is a hundred percent true, but you still need to make time for this practice of solitude in order to bring a little bit of clarity to your value and to what makes you important and what makes you special and how you are still loved. So what does that look like for each type? For the type two, the helpers, um, by removing yourself from others in situations where you can help and be of service to others. And those situations are abundance. I'm going to spend a moment here because I feel like we probably have a lot of twos in our military spouse community. Um, By removing yourself from those situations where you can offer assistance, where you can fill, you know, fill a gap with, uh, you know, something, right? Where you can serve a need, where you can help support someone else. What you're actually doing is diminishing your own needs and ignoring the needs of yourself, right? So you're not actually doing yourself a ton of service because you're left empty, right? So your practice of solitude is going to help you discover and understand that you are loved even when you aren't meeting the needs of others, right? When the perception of you isn't that you are helpful, you still have value and you're still loved. Okay, type three, your practice of solitude is gonna look like not having someone to compete with. (laughs) Okay, I'm sorry if that stings. If you don't have others around you that you are competing with or you're seeking approval from, right? um, You're gonna start to understand that you're loved even when you aren't meeting up to others' expectations, right? Or when you aren't, when you aren't achieving things, when you don't have your life together, when you're, when you're kind of just barely hanging on, right? You're allowed to have those moments and you're allowed to sit in that and say, you know what? I'm still okay. I'm still here. I'm still loved. I'm still important. So you can have that moment and just kind of rest in it. Okay. Type four, you guys are going to practice solitude by understanding that you don't have anyone else to compare yourself to. Okay. So you guys feel you get really high on this over-identification with being extraordinary, with being different. Um, And you can actually sort of take a moment and rest in just being basic (laughs) or ordinary, right? So you can know that you are loved even when you feel ordinary or better yet when you feel incomplete. Okay, move on to type five, or I'm sorry, we're gonna move on to the head types, right? Okay, so head types, your center of intelligence is the thinking center. You're kind of all up in your head. This is your five, your investigator or observer, your type six, which is your loyalist, and your type seven, which is your enthusiast or your epicure. Okay, so you guys, myself included, I'm a five- Base your value on what you have, okay? This is resources. This is knowledge. This is um, experiences, okay? And everything's happening up here. There's just constantly this script. This There's, there's a constant intake of information um, and, and data around us. There's a constant absorption, right, or a need for absorption um, for just chatter and noise. Um, so what your practice is actually going to be, is the practice of silence. This is excruciatingly hard for me. (laughs) I am the person that has a podcast and a YouTube video playing while I am working, right? Like there's just constant, there's just, there's almost like a scarcity mentality, right? Of, of needing to absorb more, hear more, learn more, you know, making sure that you have enough knowledge, right? That's how that manifests for the type five. So the practice here is actually getting comfortable in silence, and what that looks like for each type. Okay, so type five, the ch- or the observer, the investigator, the practice of silence is actually going to put you in a position where you can't tell others things, where you can't talk to others and share information that you have learned that makes you feel powerful or worthy. So you're going to learn that you are loved and valuable even when you don't have all the answers. So you can sit in that moment of uncertainty and know that, you know what, gonna be okay. And I don't have all the answers and that's okay. Type six, you're the loyalist, your practice of silence derives from the fact that you can't ask for support or guidance, right? So the type six is always sort of like, well, what do you think I should do? And what about this? And what if this goes wrong? And sort of planning, planning, planning all the time for for preparations and, and making sure that you've got all the worst case scenarios covered and, and all of those sorts of things. But you do that by continually sort of seeking feedback. So your practice of silence is gonna actually keep you from doing that. And it's gonna help you realize that you're loved and important even when you're unprepared and even when you're full of self-doubt. All right, and lastly, type 7, the enthusiast, right? Your practice of silence looks like you not being able to share all of your fun and exciting plans. <laughs> it's hard because you've done all this work, you've done all this thinking, you've planned a thing. Um you've got something that you can sort of distract yourself with for this deployment, right? Like trips maybe that you're going to take. Um something new you're going to go learn, some whatever endeavor it is, but the, the high there is actually being able to share it with everyone and, and sort of um, bring others along with all of your excitement and, and enthusiasm. Um, so your practice of silence is going to take that away from you, and it's going to actually help you realize that you're loved and you're important even when you're not happy or excited about something that's forthcoming. So I want to encourage you guys, rerun this, deep stuff. I can, I'm happy to give you guys further sources and further practices that dive a little deeper into each types meditative practice, because there's actually different ways of, of performing the practices of silence, solitude, and stillness. Start with 10 minutes a day. Just sit still, right? Be silent, be alone. Okay. We'll talk next time tomorrow about actually reintegrating and homecoming and what that can look like for each type.
0: Thanks for joining us. We hope that this playback from the 2021 Pillar Retreat inspires and encourages you as you count down to homecoming. We hope you'll join us again for this year's digital retreat for deployment countdowns by getting your free ticket at www.pillardeploymentretreat.com.